Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and always thankful when you take time out of your day uh, to listen. And so we are doing this week on forgiveness. And if you didn't get to hear Monday and Tuesday shows, you can always go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and you just top of the page, hit the radio link, and it'll be right there available for you. We, because Monday and Tuesday, we talked first about forgiveness, what that really is, why we need to forgive. And we talked about forgiving others and what God really says about that. And then the, on Tuesday, we talked about forgiving ourselves, And that's a tough one. And so I really want to make sure you don't miss out on that. So today, we are going to talk about the deadly consequences of unforgiveness. And it, it's uh, truly, unforgiveness is classified in medical books as a disease. And we have uh, Dr. Stephen Standiford. He's the chief of surgery at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And he really has found that refusing to forgive makes people sick and keeps them that way. So with that in mind, forgiveness therapy is now being used to treat diseases such as cancer. And I think that's fascinating that God would be, you know, that we would miss this idea that God is saying the need to forgive and that his whole entire ministry is truly about forgiveness. And that this really affects us at a cellular level to continue to harbor bitterness or anger or insult or offense. And, and it's very important that we recognize that if God is willing to forgive, and he's a, he's, a per, he's a holy, holy God. If we think our sins are yucky, imagine what they look like to God. Because he's holy, so he sees it for what it really actually is. And he's willing to forgive. So who are we to withhold forgiveness from others or for our, from ourselves? We really want to be doing what God is doing. We want to be following God's lead. And so it's important to treat emotional wounds or disorders because they really hinder people's reactions to treatment and to medicine and to healing from whatever illness or whatever injury that we have. So if you are injured in a car wreck that was not your fault and you're laying in the hospital bed trying to heal and you are hating that driver that hit you, it's going to make it that much more difficult for you to heal. So he talks about, of all cancer patients, 61% have forgiveness issues. And of those, more than half are severe. And that's research according to Dr. Michael Berry. And he's a pastor and an author of the uh, the book uh, called The Forgiveness Project. And he really talks about harboring these negative emotions, this anger and hatred, creates a state of chronic anxiety. And the chronic anxiety, very predictably, produces excess adrenaline and cortisol, which depletes the production of natural killer cells, 
which is your body's foot soldier in fighting diseases, especially cancer. And so this doesn't mean that we say that anybody that, that gets cancer is an unforgiving person. So please don't take that from what I'm saying. What they're saying is the research that they are doing is that one of the hardest things to heal when it comes to cancer is if you have unforgiveness. And so the first step in learning to forgive is to realize truly how much we've been forgiven by God. And when a person forgives from their heart, which is, that's the gold standard in Matthew 18, we are really truly able to find that sense of peace. And, and this uh, Dr. Barry talks about this idea that patients refer to that as a feeling of lightness when they let go of that unforgiveness. And we have no idea what a burden, anger, and hatred are until we really let them go. And so I really want to encourage you to take very seriously this commandment from God that we are to forgive. We are to love one another and forgive. And I like this verse. This is Luke uh, chapter 6, verse 28 in the New Living Translation. And it says, Even when it is hard for you, pray much for those who hurt and insult you. By doing that, you will learn to love them. At the same time, something of the nature of Jesus, who prayed for his enemies, will become yours and you will draw close to him. And so I, I, I love this verse. Even when it's hard for you, pray much for those who hurt and insult you. By doing that, you'll learn to love them. And remember, we, we, we talked uh, Monday and Tuesday about the fact that just because I, I have forgiven someone and God is helping me to love them does not necessarily mean I'm in relationship with them. Some people are too dangerous to be in relationship with. But what we want to make sure is that we don't let their dysfunction or their disorder corrupt our heart and our soul, our mind. And so we become like Jesus because he prayed for his enemies. And then we also draw closer to him, which gives us much strength. So I, I want to go on and I want to just talk about the poison, poison of unforgiveness. And I like this article by Joyce Meyer. And she says, many people ruin their health and their lives by taking the poison of bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. And in Matthew chapter 18, verses 23 through 35, it tells us if we do not forgive people, we get turned over to the torturers. So if you have a problem in this area, or if you've ever had one, I'm sure you can bear witness to this, that it, it's torture to have hateful thoughts toward another person rolling around inside your head. And it's very difficult to contain it because it is like a poison. It goes in, uh, in, onto a, into a cellular level in our body. It seeps out of our pores. And so it comes out in the way that we interact with other people. And I'm sure that you have interacted with hateful people. And you feel that edge. You feel that energy. Even if they're being nice and polite, you can feel the tension and the edge that they have. And so who are you helping most when you forgive the, the person who hurt you? Well, actually, we, we do know that we are helping ourselves more than we are helping the other person. See, I always looked at forgiving people who hurt me 
as being really hard. And I thought it seemed unfair for them to receive forgiveness when I'm the one that gotten hurt. And, and I know that if you heard the show yesterday, we talked about, um, I gave that story about the person that hurt me so deeply and how painful and difficult it was for me to forgive. And when I asked God for the gift of forgiveness, because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't will myself to do it. I'm a, I'm a forgiving person by nature, but this one was tough. And so I really enjoyed the freedom when I forgave them. And I really understood that it was really helping me far more than it was helping that other person. And so I'm also, though, helping that other person because I'm releasing them to God so that God can do what only God can do. Because when we are withholding forgiveness from someone, we are withholding them from God. It makes it more difficult for God to get to them. We are putting them in bondage. And so trying to get revenge or take care of the situation myself instead of trusting and obeying God is a really dangerous thing for any of us to do. So we need to put that person in God's hands. And the act of forgiving is our seed of obedience to God's word. Because you know, once we've sown our seed, he is faithful to bring a harvest of blessing to us one way or another. And so he doesn't always repay what was stolen exactly literally. But once we forgive, we open the floodgates of heaven for his blessings in so many ways. Another way that forgiveness helps is that it releases God to do his work in me. And I'm happier, I feel better physically when I'm not filled with that poison of unforgiveness. Because like we were saying earlier, serious diseases develop as a result of that level of stress and pressure that bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness put on a person. And we have Mark uh, chapter 11, verses 22 through uh, 26, clearly teaches us that unforgiveness hinders our faith from working. And it takes away the, the effectiveness of the calling that God has on our life. So it makes it impossible for God to forgive our sins if we're not forgiving other people. We reap what we sow. So you sow in mercy and you reap mercy. You sow judgment, you will reap judgment. So do yourself a favor and all the people that love you, do them a favor, forgive, forgive. There are still even more benefits of forgiveness because your fellowship with God flows freely when you are willing to forgive, but it gets blocked with unforgiveness. And forgiveness also keeps Satan from getting an advantage on us or, or getting a foothold in our life. And it, it helps us to then lessen the amount of sin we have in our life. Because once I'm harboring unforgiveness, hatred, bitterness, it's going to lead me to more sin. See, it's hard to hate one person and love another. It's hard to treat people right when our heart isn't right. So even people you want to love end up suffering from your own bitterness and resentment and your unwillingness to forgive. So how do we forgive? 
you know, it, would you like to become more successful at forgiving others? I know that I do. And I appreciate so much how much God helps me with forgiveness and the freedom that comes in my life when I'm willing to forgive. So when we ask God, why are people not successful? And what does God say? He says, because they aren't obeying what I tell them to do in my word. The word of God specifically says to forgive. So the first thing we want to do, we're going to decide to forgive. That's the first place to start with. We don't have to go all the way to the end of the line and, and actually forgive. We just need to say, okay, God, I'm willing. So I'm going to decide to forgive this person. I'm going to choose to obey God steadfastly. And I'm going to resist the enemy and his attempts to poison me with bitter thoughts. So I make a quality decision to forgive. And then God heals the wounded emotions in time. So I decide to do it, then I need to depend on the Holy Spirit because I can't do it on my own. Now there are some, some you know, small slights that maybe are much easier to do than others. But when we talk about living a life of forgiveness, we have to depend on the Holy Spirit because he's the one that enables us. We have to humble ourselves, cry out to God for help and say, I need help with forgiveness. And so we ask God to breathe the Holy Spirit into us so that we can forgive those who have hurt us. And we obey because the word tells us several things we're to do concerning the forgiveness of our enemies. Number one, we're supposed to pray for our enemies, for those that abuse us and have misused us. We even are to pray for their happiness and their welfare. See, because as you do that, God gives them revelation that brings them out of deception, if they're so willing. So they may not even be aware that, that, that they've hurt us. Maybe they're aware, maybe they're self-centered and they don't care. Either way, they need revelation. So that's the heaping, you know, coals on their head is when I am willing to forgive and to pray good things for them. And I bless them. I don't curse them. And we talked, you know, the last couple of days about there's nothing wrong with going and telling someone, a faithful friend, a counselor, a pastor, what has hurt you. But what we don't do is speak evil about the person that hurt us. We don't gossip about them. It's really okay if we say, I just have to tell this to somebody because it's so painful. I can't keep it inside of myself. I need to have somebody have a compassionate, empathetic ear about how hurt I am. But we are not to curse them when we are speaking about it. So Matthew chapter 10, verse 8 says, Freely you have received, freely give. So forgiving means to excuse a fault, to absolve from payment, to pardon, to send away, to cancel, whatever that means. It's canceling a debt. It's saying, I'm not going to hold this person hostage. I am canceling the debt, just like Jesus Christ has done for us. And that we make sure that we understand that vengeance belongs to God. 
He is the one that is able to repay and to settle the cases of his people. He is a God of justice. We don't have that level of wisdom to actually know what that person really deserves or doesn't deserve. We don't have that kind of wisdom. We may think we do, but we are seeing a very small sliver of that person's life, their heart, their mind. Only the Holy Spirit knows them to the inmost parts of their being and knows exactly what it is they need. What level of consequence, if any. And so it's very important for us to practice that obedience. And so there is another strange thing I'm going to talk about in terms of who we are to forgive. So we are to forgive all. But sometimes we might even have to forgive God. And I know that sounds kind of strange because God never does anything wrong. He's perfect. But the forgiveness of of any relationship that we have many times has to do with being let down. And so sometimes we want to trust God, but maybe we get our feelings hurt by God because God didn't do what we wanted or what we think we needed or what we think we deserved. And so we then might harbor resentment toward God. And so when we practice forgiving God, what we are doing is reestablishing a healthier relationship with our God. It doesn't mean that we are forgiving him because he did something wrong. It means that we are reestablishing intimacy. And we are saying to God, I am not going to be resentful or bitter or withholding from you because I didn't get what I needed or wanted or think I should have. So I'm going to replace my unforgiveness with trust. And I'm going to say, God, I trust you. And you know that saying I say all the time. You know, I either trust God or I don't. There isn't a halfway. And I can trust the one who died for me. And so I replace my resentment or being let down by God or just not being happy with him or withholding my feelings or my heart or my mind from him with trust. And I forgive God so that my heart stays pure. See, unforgiveness is spiritual filthiness. It really is. So we need the word of God to wash our soul, wash our spirit clean. Because that spiritual poison is the single most popular poison that the enemy uses against God's people. And it is one of the deadliest poisons a person can take in spiritually. Because it does cause everything from mental depression to health problems to relationship problems. It brings hopelessness. It brings apathy. So it ushers in a host of other friends, evil friends, that come with unforgiveness. Because we also see in Deuteronomy chapter 28, 58 through 61, that God allowed the Israelites to face diseases and sickness when they disobeyed him. Now, thankfully, we have a different type of program that we're doing in New Testament times. But what we understand is that we open the door for more unhealthy things and curses when we withhold forgiveness. So there are two commandments that are given to us by God. 
And the first one in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 40 says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. These two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So if we, are, if we are having unforgiveness, then we can't give our full heart and soul and mind to God. We can't fully love God when we are unforgiving of somebody that he loves. And we may not even understand why God would love certain people, right? But it really is none of our business because God created all these people. Every single human that has ever been on the planet was created by God. And he loves them all. And so if we withhold forgiveness, then we are not able to give our heart, our soul, our mind freely to God. And we are then not able to love our neighbor as ourself. So if we are withholding forgiveness from ourself, then we can't love our neighbor. If, I'm with, if I am being unforgiving toward my neighbor, then I can't love myself either. And so these go together. And so Jesus talks about that love is the exact opposite of unforgiveness. It's the exact opposite of hatred and pride and bitterness. So you can't truly love someone and hold bitterness and unforgiveness against them at the same time. They don't go together. We have a responsibility to forgive others because God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins so that we would be reconciled to him without spot or blemish. You see, unforgiveness is a big spot. It's a big blemish. It's pretty ugly. And so he asked that we give others the same forgiveness that he paid for us. And that's an extremely important and it's imperative that we take this very seriously. Because if God came to earth to hang on the cross to die for our sins and has forgiven us completely, it is imperative that we forgive others and that we forgive ourselves. So I'm going to read this verse again. This is Luke chapter 6, verse 28 out of the New Living Translation. It says, Even when it's hard for you, pray much for those who hurt and insult you. And by doing that, you will learn to love them. At the same time, something of the nature of Jesus, who prayed for his enemies, will become yours. And you will draw close to him. So when we are willing to forgive, even no matter how hard it is, we draw closer to Jesus and we get more of his nature. So I'm glad you listened today because this is a hard one. Forgiveness is tough. And I have to tell you, it, it, was, it was convicting for me to even write these different shows because I had to really look at some stuff that was going on in my life. And so I want you to pray for me the same as I'm praying for you, that we are forgiving people. 
Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyde.com. And we are talking tomorrow about how to forgive in relationship. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.